of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to the book of Romans chapter 8. Romans 8 verse 28. The scripture says that for we know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. Praise the Lord. Now this is a, this is a scripture that should give you so much uh, 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 encouragement. This is a verse of scripture that should lift you up from every discouragement and every plan of the enemy. He said, for we know that all things work together, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. So if you ever, if, if you have ever come to a point of understanding or if you have come to a point of understanding God's love, if you have gained understanding of the love of the Father, if you have gained understanding of the love that the Father has for you, then I have good news for you, that all things will work together for your good. Praise the Lord. If you have come to a point of understanding the Father's love, if you have come to a point of believing the Father's love, then I have good news for you. All things will work together for your good. Now, I, I was just quoting it, but I want to read it. So let me read it. And I want to point something to you. And uh, please listen. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Hallelujah. It's one of the most popular quoted verses, but sometimes understanding differs. Is it? And we know. In other words, we are sure that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord. Other translations put it this way. So he said, for we know that in every situation, God is working for your good. In every situation, what is happening? God is working for your good. In every situation, God is working for your good. To those who understand his love, to those who are walking in his love, to those who loved him, and are called according to his purpose. So with this understanding, we can conclude that in this kingdom, everything works or everything works to the level of your understanding of God's love. In other words, the more you and I, the more understanding we have of the Father's love, the more things will work for our good. Can somebody say amen? You can put that as a comment. The more understanding we have of the Father's love, the more things will work for our good. The more things will work for us. 
So if you want things to work for you, you must understand the Father's love. That is what love was. What love is the only commandment given to us. The law is not the commandment given to us. It is love. Love is the commandment, not the law. That is why the church is so stranded. That is why the church is so stranded because the church still believes that the law is the commandment given to, to it. No. It is love. Love is the commandment given to the church. And if the church begins to understand and ever comes to a place of understanding love, then things will begin to work together for the good of the church. For the good of what? For the good of the church. Everything will begin to work together for the church. Because as a church, as the body of Christ, we are called according to his purpose. According to his purpose. So the church have not understood this. And the church is trying to use the law. And that is why the church has been entangled in politics. That's why the church has been what? That is why the church has been entangled with politics. The commandment given to the church is the love of the Father. To love our neighbors. To love one another as Christ has loved us. That is the commandment given to the church. And that is what the church should fight for. That is what needs to be enforced in the church. The love of God is what needs to be enforced, needs to be emphasized, needs to be taught, needs to be explained in the church. When we come to that, the scriptures say all things will work together for our good. You see, if the church ever comes to this full understanding of this verse of scripture, we wouldn't need to be saying that this policy, that policy, this and this should be done, this and this. No, no, no. We wouldn't need that. Everything will work together for us, for our good. Because the people that were, that will be, that would have been used by the devil to do his business, to do his bidding, those same people will come to the saving knowledge of Christ. They will be born again and they will be doing the business of God, even as politicians. They will be doing what? the business of God, even as politicians. So the church has no business in politics. Hallelujah. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called. You see, we are the called according to his purpose. And the scripture says, for him he did for no, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. You see that? Because he has predestinated us as a church, as, as the body of Christ, to be conformed into his image. Hallelujah. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. All right. Let's go to another scripture here. And then I in um in, Re in Revelation chapter 3, we'll come back to Romans chapter 8. 
Let me, let's read Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3, 3 and 4. Revelation 3, 3 and 4. He said, Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Is it if you will not repent, if you will not watch and repent, if you will not hold fast, is it I will come to you as a thief? As a what? As a thief. You will not know. I will catch you unawares. Praise the Lord. Now look at verse 2. Say, be watchful and, and strengthen the things which remain. You see that? The things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found that works perfect before God. And then he went on to say, verse 3, the last part of verse 3. He said, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I have come upon thee. Why would the church, why would this church not know the hour that the Father is coming? Or the hour that the Lord is coming. Why would the Lord come as a thief? You see, this, if you listen to, you know, years back, generations back, you will hear this preaching that the Lord will come as a thief. The Lord will come as a thief. Listen carefully. The Lord will come as a thief under one condition. The Lord will come as a thief to those who would not those who doesn't understand his love. Those who understand the love of the Father, those who understand the love of God, he is not coming to them as a thief. Listen, can you imagine you coming to your wife as a thief? Can you imagine you coming to your husband as a thief? No. You don't come as a thief. Your husband or your wife is aware the time of your coming. Is aware of what is aware of the time of your so when we read scriptures, we have to allow the Holy Ghost to help us with understanding because He's the one who wrote the scriptures. So let's start verse 1 to 3 and 4. Revelation 1 See unto the angel of the church in Sardis, right? This thing says he that has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know that works that thou has a name. That thou liveth and are dead. Did you see that? He said, I know that works. He said, But be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found that works perfect before me. Then he said, I will come unto you as a thief. So you will notice that there was something that God was particular about this church inside this. In verse 6, look at what he said. He said, Thou hast but a few names, even in He said, Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which hath not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. You see that? For they are what? They are worthy. Praise the Lord. 
So the church, the, the Lord will come to the church that he will come as a thief to the church that is not walking in love. To those that are not walking in love, the second coming of Christ will be as a thief entering into a house. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is somebody listening right now? To those who are not walking in love, the Father or the Lord Jesus will come as a thief to them. And I'm going to explain this in a minute. Hallelujah. Verse six, verse five says, "He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed with white garment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches." Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, in in Revelation chapter three, you will notice. There were seven churches that the Lord wrote to them. And each church has a particular thing that the Lord was pointing to them. This particular church, he was going to come unto them as a thief. He was going to come unto them as a what? As a thief. Now, let me, let me read this. In Revelation chapter 2, Revelation chapter 2, look at another church here, verse 1 to 4. Unto the Unto the angel of the church in Ephesus, right? This thing says he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walk in the midst of the seven golden candles, candlestick. I know that works and that labor and that patience and how that cannot bear than which are evil. That's a good one. And that has tried them which say they are prophets and are not, and has found them liars. And has bore and have patience. And for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. So he said, Thou hast left thy first love. Now watch this. You will notice that in chapter 3, verse 4, verse 3, he said, I will appear to you, I will come to you as a thief. Here he said, Thou hast loved, left thy first love. So you will notice that. Love is a state, is a state of being, is a is a place, is in other words, for, for example, wherever you are right now, you are living in a place, you are abiding in a place. This is your house, this is where you are. He said, in the kingdom of God, in the in this kingdom, our place of abode, our place to stay, our place to remain is his love. Amen. Your place to remain is what is his love. In other words, your house is his love. Your abode is his love. See, that is what he told them. He told the church inside this. He said, I will come to you as a thief. Why would the Lord use that word as a thief? Because they will not be found in their place. Where is their place? The place of love. The place of love is the place the church ought to abide. 
The place of love is the place where you and I ought to abide. That is where we ought to abide. That is where we ought to live. We ought to live in love, walk in love, remain in love. Praise the Lord. So if you read Revelation chapter 2, all these changes, you will notice that one thing was common was they were all missing the love of Christ. Some of them have knowledge. Their works were good, but the Lord found something against them. What was against them was the love of Christ. He said, nevertheless, you have left your first love. Verse chapter 3, verse 3, I will come to you as a what? As a thief. I will come to you as a thief and I want that you will not be aware. You see that? So the ones who will not be aware of the coming of Christ, the ones who will not be aware of the timings of God, the ones who will not be aware that Christ is coming are the ones that will leave their houses, which is what? The Father's love. Their homes, which is the Father's love. Their place of abode, which is the Father's love. Hallelujah. You will get more understanding as we progress in these teachings. Now, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 2. Jeremiah chapter 2. Watch here. <clears throat> Jeremiah chapter 2. Hallelujah. Invite your friends to be part of this word. Invite, invite your friends to be part of the word of life. Share the word. Jeremiah chapter 2. I'm going to read verse 2 to 5. Well, let me just start from verse 1 to 5. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth. He said, I remember thee, <clears throat> the kindness of thy youth. For the Lord to remember, that means something has happened. Something took place. You see, you cannot remember something. You can't remember except something has happened. Remembrance is a product of something that happened, whether good or bad. Imaginations, imagining. Now, remembering is something that is that was real, that happened, it was life, and you are just recording it. Hallelujah. He said, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth, underline that word, the love of thy exposers. When thou wanted after me in the wilderness, in a land that was not sown. The, the, the meaning of that word, he said, the love of thy exposer. He said, I remember you. I remember the kindness of your youth. And your love as a wife, as a bride, that's what King just use, espousal. Espousal. Listen carefully. It, it means, he said, I remember the love of your bride as a wife. I remember your love. As my wife, I remember your love. As my bride, I remember your love. As my wife, I remember your love. L let me say this. Through our scriptures, nothing has been more important to God than understanding his love. This is the truth. 
through our scriptures, nothing has been more important to God than his love. It has, it has been the desire of the Father for us to come to an understanding of his love and abide in his love and walk in that love. He is telling the children of Israel here through Jeremiah. He said, in the wilderness, I remember the kindness of your youth. How you love me as a wife loves the husband. You see that? He said, how you love me as a wife loves the husband. You loved me in the wilderness. I saw your love. I, your love was tangible. It was strong. It was passionate. It was effectual. It was contagious. I felt your love. You loved me in the wilderness. He said, I remember that. See, so the Lord remembered the love that the children of Israel had for him. No, through our scriptures, you put, let, let me tell you, if you want to summarize the Bible, it is the Father's love, period. If, if there's anything God wants us to know and understand, it's his love. That, this is so, this, that, that is why he gave it to us as a commandment. And here he is telling the children of Israel, he said, in the wilderness, I felt your love. As a wife loved the husband. As a wife loved the husband. You see, that is why in the book of Isaiah, eh, he told Isaiah the prophet, he said, go and marry a prostitute. Go and do what? And marry a prostitute. Why would God tell a prophet to go and marry a prostitute? Because he used Hosea and the marriage of a prostitute to illustrate what the children of Israel was doing to him. That the children of Israel, they were married to him, but turned around to prostitute with other girls. Turned around and show affection and love to other girls. And God has been talking to them and it didn't make sense. So God commanded Uzziah to go and marry a prostitute. And the children of Israel seeing a man, a prophet marrying a prostitute understood how they have rejected the love of their husband, Jehovah. They understood how they rejected the love of their life. So here's the prophet married to a prostitute. If the, if the, if the prophet was out, she was out for, for her business. Um, the scripture never made mention that she changed. No, she was a prostitute. So Uzziah was not the only man having access to her. Other men had access to her. And it was a message God was giving to the children of Israel. How they have betrayed his love and sharing his love with other gods. Verse 4, it says, Israel was holiness unto the Lord. Israel was what? Holiness unto Look, as long as Israel remained in love, the scripture said they were holy. Let me tell you something. Nothing makes a Christian holy 
then understanding the Father. When you understand the Father's love, you step into holiness. When you understand the Father's love, you step into what? You step into holiness. When you understand the Father's love, you step into holiness. Israel loved the Father as a wife loved the husband. And the scriptures say Israel was holiness unto the Lord. Holiness is a character. Holiness is your lifestyle. Holiness is your habit. Is your is your natural life. The life that you live here. The life that pleases the Father. But do you know that only one thing is needed to walk in holiness? And that is to understand the Father's love and walk in that love. To understand the Father's love and walk in that love. The moment you start walking in that love, there is no understanding of sin. There is no knowledge of sin. We said this three weeks ago. No understanding of sin. No knowledge of sin. You, you will have no desire to sin. You, you will have no capacity to sin. Because the scriptures say love covers what multitudes of sin. You see, where there is love, every environment is love. Every environment of love makes it impossible. For what? For sin to manifest. Every environment of love makes it impossible for sin to manifest. That is why natural love can fail. Listen carefully. This love that we are talking about is the love of the Father that has been poured into our heart. Giving access to this love to manifest. Giving access to this love to grow. Giving access, giving expression to this love. That is what we are talking about. We are not talking about physical emotions. We are not talking about, we are not talking about natural love can disappear under circumstances. You will see it happen, natural love. If you want to understand natural love, look at what goes on in Hollywood. They will show you, they will show them standing on the red carpet, having nice time, looking so gorgeous. They come on TV shows, they express their love, they are perfect, they are this, they are this. And the next one, two years, you are the devil. I don't want in my life. Get out. And the next minute, they are signing divorce papers. That is not the kind of love that we are talking about. With the love of the Father, with the love of the Father, there is no place for sin. Absolutely no place for sin. With the love of the Father, no place for the flesh. With the love of the Father, no place for the enemy. With the love of the Father, every door that the enemy would have used to enter into your life is permanently shut and closed. He, he will not have access to your life, to your marriage, to your finances, to anything that belongs to you. That is why it was so important for the Father to give, to, to give us that commandment of his love. Praise the Lord. So, in Jeremiah chapter 2, he says, I remember the kindness of your youth and your love to me as a wife, your love to me as a bride. I remember that. And my prayer for you this morning is God will remember your love. God will do what? God will remember your love. All right, 
we are climbing higher. Hallelujah. We are climbing higher. Let me, let me say something real quick here. Go with me to Romans chapter 7. Let's go to Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. Understanding the Father's love and abiding in the Father's love. Romans chapter 7. Praise the Lord. Are you blessed this morning? The word of God is life. Romans chapter 7 verse 1. Watch here. He said, for you know, brethren, he said, know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law. That's into brackets. How that the law have had dominion over a man as long as he liveth. Verse 2, for the woman which has an husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as the, he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. If the husband be what? Be dead. She is loose from the law of the husband. He said, as long as the husband is alive, this woman is bound. Is bound to what? To the husband. Now, remember in Jeremiah chapter 2, God said, I know, he said, I remember your, the kindness of your youth. And your love as a wife, I remembered it. Watch here. In Romans chapter 7, Paul was intending or was saying that Israel was now married to the law, the Ten Commandments, the Levitical laws. Israel was now married to that law. And as long as that law remains alive, Israel was bound to the law. Let me say something very profound here. Do you know that the church is still married to the law? Some part of the church, some part of the body of Christ is still married to the law. But hear what the apostle says. It says, so then, verse 3, so then if her if why so so then why her husband liberate she sh she be married to another man she shall be called an adulteress but if her husband be dead she is free from the law so that she is no adulteress though she be married to another verse 4 wherefore brethren ye also have become dead to the law you also have become what? Dead to the law. By what? He said, by the body of Christ. You have become dead to the law. So the church can no longer be married to the law. The church can no longer show love to the commandments. Listen carefully. The church can no longer show love to the Ten Commandments. The church can no longer show love to the law. The church is dead to the law by the body of Christ. By the body of Christ, we are dead to the law. So we can only show, because we are dead to the law, according to this scripture, 
we are now married to Christ. Hallelujah. We are married to Christ. So we must show love to Christ. We must love Christ, not the law. Hallelujah. Look at this. Wherefore, my brethren, ye are also dead to the law by the blood of Christ, that you should be married to another. You should be married to who? To another, even him who is raised from the dead. That we should bring forth fruit unto God. You see that? We should be married to him that is raised from the dead. That is Christ. We are married to Christ by the demonstration of our love. Please write this as a comment. We are married to Christ by the demonstration of our love. Please write this. This is a prophetic word. Write it as a comment. We are married to the Lord by the demonstration of our love. We are married to Christ by the demonstration of our love. We are married to Christ by the demonstration of our love. So if you are a Christian, that you think the Ten Commandments will be life to you. You think the Ten Commandments will bring liberty to you. You think by keeping the law, you are going to be blessed. You are making a great mistake. You are dead to the law. That you should be married to Christ. You are married to Christ through love. You are married to Christ through love. You are married to Christ through love. That is why it is important for us to demonstrate our love. We must, you cannot hide it. It has to be demonstrated. He said, I remember in the wilderness, your love as a wife. Can you imagine that? I remember in the wilderness, your love as a wife. If they were able to do that in the wilderness, then we can do much more under grace. Glory to God. Put it down as a comment. If they did that in the wilderness, if, under, if, if they were able to demonstrate the love of the Father in the wilderness, if they were able to show love to the Lord in the wilderness, you and I, we, are, we can do better. We can do much, much more. Praise the Lord. We can do what? We can do much, much more. Hallelujah. I am married to Christ through love. I am married to Christ through love. I am married to Christ through love. I am dead to the law. I am dead to the commandments in the law. They have no, I mean, I, they cannot function in my life. I am only alive to Christ through his love that has been shed in my heart. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So that is what the scripture says. That's the title of this message. It says, remain in what? Remain in my love. Remain in my love. That is the essence of Christianity. The essence of Christianity is to remain in the Father's love, is to walk in the Father's love as a wife constantly, constantly show love to the husband, the husband showing love to the wife. So is our relationship with the Father. The Father showing us love and we're giving love to him. The Father showing us love 
and we giving love to him. The father showing us love and we giving love to him. The father showing us love and we giving love to him. He has shown us his love in the person of Jesus Christ. Now it is our time to do what? To reciprocate. It is our time to show our, it is our time to demonstrate our love for him. It is now our time to show our love, to demonstrate our love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, that is why he started in the New Testament, lay, Old Testament, laying this foundation. Thou shalt love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your might. And he said the second commandment is unto this. You see, the first two commandments have to do with love. Double emphasis. And whilst they couldn't do that, he told them in, in, in Deuteronomy 30 that a time will come, the Lord will circumcise your heart to love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your heart. And Romans 5, 5, thank God. In Romans 5, 5, the scripture says that that love has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Poured into our hearts by the Holy Ghost. That love has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let, let me read Romans chapter 7 verse 4 again. It says, Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the blood of Christ, that you should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. We should bring forth fruit unto God. We should bring forth fruit unto God. So you are dead unto the law. You can demonstrate the love of them. Under the old covenant, they couldn't demonstrate love. And if you, if you read through the scriptures, you see it. Jeremiah mentioned it. He said, the Lord, I, I the Lord, I remember your love as a wife. I remember your love as a wife. It became worse in Uzziah that God told Uzziah to go and marry a prostitute. And this woman was sleeping with other men, sleeping with uh, Uzziah, sleeping with other men. And the Lord said, that is what Israel is doing to me. Hallelujah. Do you know, do you know that most Christians are doing that today? They are sleeping with the law and they are sleeping with Christ. Today, they will visit the law. Tomorrow, they will visit Christ. Tomorrow, they will visit the law. They will visit Christ. They are here up and down. You know, they give the law three days. They give Christ two days. Sometimes they give the law five days. They give Christ one day. No wonder we cannot see fruit in the church. No wonder we cannot see fruits in our lives. No wonder we cannot see fruits. We are married to one man. His name is Christ Jesus. So that is why in all our messages, it has to be Christ-centered. Our messages must be what? Must be Christ-centered. If, if our messages are not Christ-centered, it, it will fall under the commandments. And that is the law. There is no life in the law. There is no what? There is no life in the law. Look at what, what Paul wants Paul, Paul want to say here. Verse 5. I'm going to read this very fast because of time. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sin which were by the Lord did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto them. You see that? But when we were delivered from the law, 
You see, but when we were delivered, so with the law, you will bring forth fruit unto death. With the law, you bring forth fruit unto what? Unto death. With the law, your flesh will manifest by bringing fruits unto death. But with Christ, your fruits will manifest by bringing fruits unto life. With the law, your flesh will manifest, bringing fruits unto death. But with Christ, your spirit will manifest, bringing fruits unto the Lord. With the law, your flesh will manifest. But with Christ, your spirit will manifest, bringing fruits unto the Lord. That is why it is so dangerous to keep the law. It is dangerous to keep the law as a Christian. So many people say we need 10 commandments in the school. We don't need 10 commandments in the school. The 10 commandments are not Christ. We need Christ Jesus in the schools. We need Christ Jesus in our institutions. We don't need the commandments. We need the love of Christ in our schools. We need the love of Christ in our justice system. We need the love of Christ in our government. We need the love of Christ in our Senate. We need the love of Christ in Congress. We need the love of Christ across every sector in government. When that takes place, we will bring forth fruit. Our spirits will bring forth what? Our spirit will bring forth fruit. Nobody can keep the law. The law will stay absent in your flesh. The law will, will resurrect sin inside you. The law will resurrect sin inside you and you will give birth to sin. And the scripture said the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, who is Christ Jesus, is life everlasting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you excited? Are you excited? Come on, shout amen unto the Lord. Shout amen unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So the church claims they love the Lord by keeping the law, which is dangerous which is dangerous. We are no longer, we are dead to the law. We love the Lord by keeping his commandment, by walking in love towards him and towards the brethren. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are dead to the law. By the blood of Christ, that you should be married to another, even to him who is Christ from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto life. And the scripture says that, verse 6, But now we are delivered from the Lord, that being dead, wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of life, and not in the oldness of the letter. We should serve in the newness of life. Being dead to the Lord, we should serve in the newness of life. Praise the Lord. In some, in some denominations, they hold the law in high esteem. But it is Christ Jesus you must exalt above everything. Let's go to Romans 
John chapter 7, John 15, sorry. John 15, verse 9. John 15, 9 and 10. <clears throat> John 15, 9 and 10. <clears throat> Let me start from 8. Wherein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so that you shall be my disciples. Verse 10, verse 9. As the Father has loved me, and I have loved you, continue in my love. You see that? Continue in my love, not continue in the law. He didn't say continue in the Ten Commandments. He didn't say continue in the Levitical laws. He said continue in my love. Continue, remain in my love. Some other translations in the word remain in my love. Continue in my love. Remain in my love. That is how you are going to bear fruit. That is how you are going to walk in the newness of life. According to Romans 7 where we just read, that henceforth we should walk in the newness of what? Life. You can only walk in the newness of life as you continue in the Father's love, as you abide in the love of Christ, that you are able to what? To continue to walk in the newness of life. So when we are dead, we should serve in the newness of life, that we should serve in the newness of life. Continue in my love. Verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. You see that? He said, as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love, you keep my commandments by what? By abiding in my love. You keep the commandments. So when the word commandments is used, people get confused. It's the commandment of love. It's the commandment of love. You keep my commandments by what? By abiding, remaining in my love. Remaining in my love. Remaining in my love. Praise the Lord. Our time is, we are almost up. Let me show you this real quick. Thank you, Jesus. Now, in 1 John, we are told that he that love his brethren has escaped darkness, walked in the light, and there is no occasion to stumble. You know that scripture is first John. I think first John 2. Let's 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 go there. We'll look for it. Let's go to first John. As we run up our message. Thank you, Jesus. First John chapter 2, verse 10. First John 2, verse 10. He said, He that loveth his brother abides in the light. And there is no occasion of stumbling in him. I just want you to underline the word now, occasion of stumbling in him, which has to do with what? No scandal. That word now, occasion of stumbling, that word stumbling also means no scandal. No scandal. No scandal. You see, that is all we, that's why the scripture says love covers multitudes of sin. You see, in, the, in an environment of love, the knowledge of sin is absent. Please write that as a comment. In an, an environment of love, the knowledge of sin is absent. In an environment of love, there is no scandal. There cannot be any scandal. No, the, the, 
I mean, the devil cannot bring anything. No scandal, no snare, no trap. He can't trap you. He can't do anything about your life. So as a Christian, you the most important exercise to do as a Christian is to exercise the love of Christ that is in you continuously. Why? Because it will make you to live a scandal-free life, a trap-free life, a snare-free life. And not only that, it will cause your spirit to produce fruits. It will cause your spirit to bring forth fruit. That's why it's so important for you to abide and remain in the Father's love. Now, political parties and our politics now, you will see all kinds of things going on, all kinds of scandals, political openness. They are searching to get that on their opponent. In the kingdom of God, the devil can't search any debt on you. He can't put any debt on you as long as you remain in love. You are demonstrating the love of the Father, showing his love, abiding in his love, manifesting his love, loving him, and showing that same love to the brethren. The devil cannot bring any debt on you. He can't bring any scandal on you. He cannot uncover any wrongdoing about your life. Why? In an environment of sin, there is no knowledge of sin. In a, so in an environment of love, there is no knowledge of sin. In an environment of love, sin is permanently erased and done away with. That's why the Lord was able to say, your sins and iniquities, I will remember it what? no more. Why? Because of his love. His love did permanently away with our sins. And because he's demonstrating his love towards us permanently in the person of Christ, he has no capacity to remember our sins. He has no capacity to hold sins against us. He has no capacity to see our sins because he's seen his love for us. And that is Christ Jesus. That is who? That is Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That is Christ Jesus. That is what the Father is seeing right now. So this is the important. This is why it is so important to remain in love. If you step out of love, you will step into the trap of the enemy. Please write this statement down. If you step out of love, you will step into the trap of the enemy. If you step out of love, you will step into a scandal. If you step out of love, you will step into errors. You will enter into errors. That is why it is so painful when the church has embraced the law more than the Lord Jesus Christ. They preach the law with passion. And every day, if God doesn't punish America, if God doesn't judge America, then he must apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Who told you that? The reason why Sodom and Gomorrah was judged was not because there were immoralities. It was because there were homosexuals there. It's because there were no righteous people there. There were no righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah. That is why God rained down fire upon them. But in America, to the glory of God, there are millions of righteous men and women in America. Hallelujah. There are what? There are millions and millions of righteous people in America. So God is not going to judge America. All those talks are Old Testament talks. It doesn't hold value in New Testament talks. 
those type of preachings are Old Testament preachings. They are what? They are Old Testament preachings. They don't hold anything in this New Testament covenant. Hallelujah. There are righteous people in America. There are righteous people in America that are doing the will of the Father, winning souls for Jesus Christ. He asked Abraham, said, if there are 20 righteous people, man, there are more than 20 righteous people in America. There are more than 20 righteous people in this world. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Remain in the Father's love. Demonstrate your love for the Father. Demonstrate your love for the brethren. Keep your love work. There will be no scandal about your life. No matter how the enemy will try, he won't be able to put any scandal on you. And you will not enter into any error. Why? Love is the perfection. Is what is the perfection. First Corinthians 13. He said, when that which is perfect shall come, Christ is our love. He is the perfect one. He said, when that which is perfect shall come, then we shall see clearly what we ought to see. Love is the perfection of the Father. And Christ is the love of the Father. He said, herein is the Father's love. Herein is love made perfect. John 4. Herein is love made perfect. Who is that love? It's Christ. It's Christ. Herein is love made perfect. Talking about Christ. Hallelujah. Walking in love is not a weakness of character. Walking in love is not trying to have anybody to side by you. Walking in love is pleasing the Father. And I will conclude with Romans chapter 8 where we began our message today. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8. When you come to the point of walking in love, forget about the powers of darkness. When you come to a point of walking in love, forget about what? Forget about the powers of darkness. They can't do anything. The scripture went on to say this. Romans chapter 5, verse 20, uh, Romans 8.28. It said, For we know that all things work together for works together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Verse 35. For who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, you know distress, distress is what? Stress. Distress is the same word the American use was stress, 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 stress. So many people get so stressed out in America that they even go out to kill. Stress have destroyed marriages and families and businesses more than any other forces out there. Stress is a demonic force that has wreaked havoc in so many lives and destinies. But the scripture is saying the world shall separate us from the love of Christ. It's a shall tribulation. Or distress, distress. So no stress in this nation and across the globe should be able to separate you from the love of Christ. When you step into the fullness of the Father's love, 
when you remain in love, when you continue in the Father's love, stress, distress cannot work against you. He said, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sore. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. The love of the Father is so strong that persecution cannot separate you from that love. Distress cannot separate you from that love. Stress and anxieties cannot separate you from that love. Tribulations, famine cannot separate you from that love. And the scriptures are not only that, even if you are led as a sheep to the slaughter, if you are led as a sheep to the slaughter, the love of the Father is so strong that it will be, you will be separated from that love. You will not even feel it. Jesus was led as a sheep to the slaughter. He didn't complain once. He didn't complain once. He did not open his mouth because of the love. The love that the Father baptized him because of the love baptism. They said, the Father said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He was baptized with the love of the Father. When the cross came, it didn't mean anything to him. He was able to lay down his life because he was baptized with the Father's love. You will be able to lay down your life for the gospel, for the word of God, for Christ, for the kingdom of God when you experience this same love. When you experience this same love. He said, as it is written, for their sake, we are killed all day long. As believers, as Christians, he said, we are killed all day long, but we don't feel the effect of it. We are killed all day long, but it doesn't have impact in us. We are killed all day long, but we don't feel it. Not discouraged. Hallelujah. What a powerful word. This should encourage you. This should strengthen you. This should lift you up from that demonic force. As it is written, for that sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as a sheep for the slaughter. Counted as a sheep for the slaughter. Yet, the love of God is still burning strong in us. He said, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that love him, that love us. Verse 8, for I am persuaded. Paul said, listen, if persecution, distress, famine, nakedness, the sword, being killed all day, if you are not satisfied with those words, Paul said, let me add this words. He said, I am fully persuaded. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, 
You see, that is why I said when you when you step into the Father's love and you remain in the Father's love and you abide in the Father's, forget about the devil, forget about him, forget about him. I am fully persuaded. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. So, don't bother when they say that they are working against you. And they've gone to reinforce. They've got, they are wasting their time. It's a things present, things to come. So the things that the enemy has done already in your life and the things that they will do and they will imagine to do or they will reinforce, it will all fail flat. It will do what? It will fail flat. It will work. You don't need to pray about it. You don't need to pray. It's another life, death or life, principalities, powers. Things present and things to come. That's why I'm so I'm so ashamed most of the times to say this. I'm so ashamed about the body of Christ. Oh, the devil is taking over. Oh, the Antichrist is coming. Oh, this is coming. And they are do, they are busy crying as if God is not just God doesn't God is not. They make you look as if God has abandoned us. Oh, the 5G, they are going to destroy everybody, this and this. There's no, there's no value in such messages. There's no value, there's no life in such messages. I don't care how popular that man of God is. There's no value in that. There's no value in that. You don't scare people with the end time. The end time events cannot be prayed out by prayers. No amount of prayers can pray out the end time events. These things have been determined by God. So let's focus on what we have to do. Let's focus on the gospel. Let's keep preaching. Whether the 5G will destroy whatever. Keep preaching the gospel. Keep getting people saved. Keep getting people born again. No matter who is the president, it doesn't matter. The church has been involved politically. They're preaching the gospel. Now you all, you only become famous if you are able to predict that so and so win elections. This one win elections. Such prophecies. How many people will give their life to Christ based on such prophecies? Are not demonic men also predicting the same thing? Are not demonic men, madams and the rest? Voodoo priests, are they not also predicting who will win and who will lose? Are they not also predicting who will win the World Cup? Who will lose the World Cup? Are they not predicting all those things? So what is the difference between you predicting these things and a, a, a demonic man also predicting? What is the difference? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am secured in the Father's love. I am unshakable. I am secured in the Father's love. I am unshakable. No matter what happens, I cannot be shaken. I am telling you the truth. I cannot. There are some prayers I don't bother myself praying about. Oh. 
There's some prayer. I don't bother myself praying about some prayers. I'm unshakable. I am unshakable. I am secured in the Father's love. I am unshakable. Please remain solid. Remain grounded. Don't let people put fear in you. They preach as if the devil has taken over the world. They preach as if the devil has taken over America. They preach as if the devil has taken over everything. Who told you that? Hallelujah. For I am fully persuaded. <laughs> Neither death nor life. No angels, no principalities, no powers, no things present, no things to come. Neither height, nor depth, neither any creature, any creature. So no matter the demonic creature that has been programmed to work against you, the fire of God will just devour them. The fire of God will do what? Will devour them. He said, neither any creature, any creature. You know, some, they, they appear as snakes, they appear as dragons, they are, whichever form they appear, the fire of God will just burn them. You remain in love and watch God work. shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our love, our Lord. Do you see that? If you want to know the importance of love, meditate on this verse. Romans chapter 8, verse 35 to 39. Stay there for a while. Just like I told you in time past, stay in 1 Corinthians 13, stay in 1 John 2nd, 3rd, 4th. Stay in this verse too. Meditate this. This is the power of the love of Christ. That no principality will work against you. They, they will try, but they will fail. They will try, but they will fail. Why? Because you are fully secured. The love of Christ, abiding in the love of Christ, fully secures your destiny. Please put that as a comment. Put that as a comment. Abiding in the love of Christ fully secures your destiny, your finances your marriage, your children, your future, your businesses, and everything about your life. So remain in the Father's love. Remain in his love. Walk in his love. Demonstrate his love. Manifest his love. Let that love come out. Love one another as I have loved you. Hallelujah. What a word from the Lord. What a word from the Lord. I know somebody is free this morning. I know the powers of darkness that were sitting over your life, they are broken and destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. You are loose from the crown of your head to the source of your feet in the name of Jesus Christ. I break those chains that were holding you captive in Jesus' name. Somebody is free right now. Somebody is free right now. Somebody is healed right now. Somebody is free. Somebody is healed. Somebody is loose. Somebody is set free right now. Lift up your voice and give him praise. 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 Magnify his name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory and honor. Lord, I thank you. That nothing can separate us from your love. From the love that you have poured into our hearts. Through the Holy Spirit. Nothing can separate us from that love. And thank you, Father, for the grace to manifest this love towards you, towards the brethren, 
towards the Gentiles, towards the Jews. Thank you, Father, for this grace. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 Please take time and go back and listen to this message again. Go back and listen to this message again. Go back and listen to this message again. You are not married to Christ. You are not married to the law. That is why most Christians cannot walk in love because they are married to the law. They emphasize more of the law than the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is why they cannot demonstrate their love. Hallelujah. God bless you. In case you have been watching right now, you've been listening to us all this, or you've not made Jesus your Lord and Savior. Not only that, maybe you've been watching us, but you are backsliding. backsliding. You want Christ to come into your heart. You want to come home. You want to come into the home of love. You want to come back into your home of love. This is an opportunity for you. Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and that you have, you have risen and you are seated at the right hand of the Father. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me to the beloved. Thank you, Jesus, for welcoming me back home into the home of love, into my home of love, where I will remain and continue forever with you. I thank you that by this confession, I am born again. My name is written in the book of life. And thank you, Jesus, for baptizing me with your spirit, with evidence of speaking in tongues. Thank you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you have prayed this prayer, please let us know. We are so excited that you prayed this prayer. This is a prayer that confirms your new nature in Christ. That means that you are born again. You are a brand new person. You are a candidate of heaven in Jesus' name. Please leave us a comment. Let us know that you gave your life to Christ and whichever way we can help you to grow your faith, we'll help, we'll help you do that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Once again, thank you for joining us. This week is your week. You will encounter great favor. I cover every one of you with the blood of Jesus Christ. I decree God's favor upon you and I release upon you a fresh baptism of the love of the Father. Receive it in Jesus' name. Your going out is blessed. Your coming in is blessed. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's share the goodness together. Surely, God's goodness and mercies are following us all the days of our lives. And we are dwelling in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Say it loud and clear to yourself. Surely, God's goodness and mercies are following me all the days of my life. And I am dwelling in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless every one of you. Thank you for joining us. And please join us again next Sunday as we bring to you the word of life. Peace. Shalom.